guess this is it. Right. Listen. Dorothy, you don't have to say anything. I mean, what can you say about seven years of fights and laughter, secrets, cheesecake? Yeah. Just that uh, it's been very... Um, well, it's been an experience that I'll always keep very close to my heart. And that these are memories that I'll wrap myself in when the world gets cold and I forget that there are people who are warm and loving and... We love you too. <laughs> oh. I miss you. Oh. 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 You will always be a part of us. Uh, your friendship was something I never expected at this point in my life. And I could never have asked for a better surprise. That's how we feel, too. I have to go. Dorothy, is this goodbye? I love you. Always. Oh, God, I love you. Lucas is waiting. Your angels. All of my sisters. Always. Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Something passed by me back in May when I really forgot to honor this series, Golden Girls, because, you know, it went off the air 30 years ago. 30 years ago, May 9th, 1992. Dorothy had married Leslie Nielsen's character, and so she was going to move. In in actuality, B. Arthur didn't want to do the show anymore, which is understandable. Seven seasons of The Golden Girls. 
The Golden Girls and Will and Grace hold a distinction because all of the cast members, the main ones, have won Emmys. Think about that. B. Arthur won an Emmy for Golden Girls. Estelle Getty. Betty White and Rue McCullaghan. Now, with Will and Grace, the same thing. Uh, Was it uh, Eric McCormick won? Deborah Messing won? Sean Hayes won? And Megan Mullally won twice. She won in the first, uh, the second season of eligibility and then the last season. So that, 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 that's just a connection right there. Now, with the Golden Girls, they didn't reboot it. What happened was, is that the three, remember, the three remaining actresses went on a short-lived show called The Golden Palace. What happens is, is they open up a hotel in Miami. And their cast members were Academy Award nominee, soon to be, years later, Don Cheadle and Cheech Marin, Marin from uh, Cheech and Chong. And B. Arthur at one point came on the show. I think it was during sweeps. Now, the show didn't last. It only lasted but a season. But Golden Girls, Golden Girls, seven years. And B. Arthur wasn't even supposed to be a part of it. What was happening was she was she said that her manager said, what is this I'm hearing you're doing another comedy or a pilot? And she says, no. And then she heard that there was a script going around Dorothy, a B. Arthur type. So the fact that they could take someone as iconic as B. Arthur, because B. Arthur was first and foremost known for Maud. She was known for Maud, and then she was known for Auntie Mame. So, and she, you know, after Maud, she didn't want to do another series, and here she is, Golden Girls. And Golden Girls, for seven years, it's still relevant today. You can still watch it and laugh hysterical. I mean, you got Dorothy Spornak played by B. Arthur. You've got Estelle Getty playing uh, Sophia Petrillo. And then you've got Ruma Callahan playing Blanche, Blanche Devereaux and Betty White playing Rose Nyland. Now, what's interesting is so Betty White would have been 100. This January. So think about this. So 30 years ago, okay, 30 years ago, she was turning 70. She was the L. I, I'm, let me think. In terms of the cast members, I think she was the oldest. It was her and Estelle Getty. Because the youngest, of course, is Rue McCallaghan. And, you know, Rue was originally from Oklahoma. So she's having to play kind of a Georgia type of accent and then what's funny is a lot of people don't realize is that Estelle Getty was not Italian but she played an Italian grandmother very well she was actually a Jewish actress she she began in Yiddish theater in the um what is it uh um if my friend were here he could tell me <laughs> the Catskills she was she was in Yiddish theater in Catskills New York so and with B. Arthur, B. Arthur was doing stage for years. Now, Betty White, Betty White had been had been on television longer than ever, anybody. Betty, Betty White was already a star. Think about it. When she did 
Mary Tyler Moore. And then she was also on Maud. And then she did Mama's Family. And then, uh, you know, she did, of course, Golden Girls. And, you know, originally she was going to do Blanche. But she'd already played a kind of sex craze character, Sue Ann Nivens, a Mary Tyler Moore. And so she ended up playing dim-witted but lovely Rose Nyland. And so what a what an iconic cast. You know, there's so many shows, they just don't age well. If you think of the humor and you think of the times and you think of, you know, we live in cancel culture world. But with Golden Girls... It's still so relevant. It's so alive. And it makes me think of my friend because his mother, I think she has family in Florida. And so they would go visit Florida. And he told me how his mother refers to Florida as God's waiting room. That's why you have a lot of elderly people living in Florida. You know, they they sometimes move from New York because it's too cold. They move to a, a warmer climate. So here with Golden Girls, I mean, you think of the creators of Golden Girls, and then they went on to do uh, Empty Nest, and um, I I loved Empty Nest, because I loved it when, you know, what happened is when Golden Palace ended, Estelle Getty went back over to Empty Nest and played Sophia Petrillo, so that character could continue. Golden Girls was created by Susan Harris, starring B. Arthur, Betty White, Ruma Callahan, Estelle Getty, and of course that song by Andrew Gold, Thank You for Being a Friend, performed by Cynthia Fee. Um, my goodness, 180 episodes. So if you ever want to binge watch The Golden Girls, and I have the DVDs, and I've watched them, um, they run from 22 minutes to 24 minutes. You know, because now everyone's binging everything, And from experience, I remember years ago binging Orange is the New Black. Coming home from work one night, I think it was 9 or 10 p.m., and I binged like four episodes of Orange is the New Black. Now, keep in mind, each episode is an hour long. And fuck me, it was 4 a.m. by the time I was done. 4 a.m., four episodes. I thought, oh, shit, I have to get up and go to work. So I was screwed, okay? So with the Golden Girls, at least you, you've got, you know, because back in the day, comedies weren't really that long. Now, everything's changed. When you have a comedy on cable, there's no laugh track. Same with dramas. You, cable really has become a, a different beast. All right. And then you have shows that really you cannot define a show like Succession. Where it, there's dramatic parts, but then there's funny parts. And it's basically taking the piss, as the British would say. And so, but with Golden Girls, Golden Girls was just, I mean, and you had, and you had serious moments. Like when Betty White's character has a heart attack, or when uh, Dorothy's brother dies, and then the sister-in-law comes, pr- played by Brenda Vaccara. And the relationship between her and um, Sophia Petrillo, because they don't get along. And then the fact that her brother was a cross-dresser, you know, and how that stuff wasn't talked about in the 80s. That was the thing about Golden Girls, okay? You think of all the characters in Golden Girls. Rose at one point thought she had AIDS because of a blood transfusion. 
Blanche even herself, because, you know, Blanche liked to sleep around. And then um, Sophia, Sophia's memory, because in real life, Estelle Getty was having problems um, mem- with her memory and unfortunately died of Lewy body dementia years later. And then you have um, Dorothy having, what is it, chronic fatigue sy- syndrome, which wasn't talked about. And the fact that all of that played out in this comedy. And when Betty White died, I'll never forget this. The, the, one, ep- the one part of, um, they were playing all of her, you know, stuff and and eulogizing her and I immediately thought of, and they and in that and they played it that night on TV is that Golden Girls episode where they're all they've gone back in time okay and Rose's character is sitting by herself her husband has just died and it's her birthday and she's speaking to her dead husband and she says she's decided to sell the house and move to Miami and then, and then there's that poignant moment where she just looks and she says, I, I miss you, Charlie. And then she says, okay, you know the rule. I get the rose. And she cuts the cake with the rose on it because her name was Rose. So that's immediately, you know. And yeah, people were like, well, she was 100 years old. Okay. Because when you get to 100, your body just does different things. Everyone ages differently. Betty, it makes me think of Betty Davis. Betty Davis had a pillow that said, old age ain't for sissies. And so when you've you've gotten to that pinnacle, you look at out out of all the actresses in Golden Girls, and she was the sole surviving one, made it to 99 years old. B. Arthur had died in her late 80s. Estelle Getty had died in her 80s. Ruma Callahan, who was the youngest, she died in 2010. So... The fact that here we are 30 years later, they're all gone. They're all gone. But when you watch that show, and in fact, you know, it's it's on different channels now. Golden Girls has never gone out of syndication. I, I look at other shows that have been compared to Golden Girls, such as, um, um, what is it? Sex in the City. And I'll be very honest with you. From seeing old episodes of Sex in the City, it has not aged well. It really has not. And that's the and that's the example of comedy on cable because there's no laugh track on Sex in the City like Golden Girls. So when you watch Sex in the City, a lot of that humor it's what you buy into it. If you think it's funny, and then there's dramatic aspects mixed in so it's kind of a a dramedy comedy whatever it's it's a mixture okay but then there is but then there is that element you know you've got Blanche Devereaux who was who was man crazy and then on Sex and the City you have Samantha Jones but it's a different kind it's almost um well for one she's in PR so she always says she gives good PR so there's the similarities between that. But then, you know, where if Blanche is being inappropriate and the girls let her know where with Samantha Jones, 
Carrie famously walks in on Samantha and Samantha is doing something. And Carrie, th- this is where it doesn't age well. Carrie um, gives her shit for it. And that's where I have an issue with it because it's like, wait a minute. She's supposed to be writing about good sex and she herself is a prude because she's walked in on Samantha and a man. And I love what Samantha does. Samantha takes that power, you know, something that Blanche wouldn't do. She takes that power back and says, I will not be shamed by you or anybody. And a lot of that is not just, I think, the character of Samantha Jones, but also Kim Cattrall's character coming out and saying, look, yeah, you caught me doing what I was doing. I'm not going to apologize for it. And so that's that's where it doesn't age well. Because it makes Carrie Bradshaw out to be a big prude. Because she can write about sex, but when she's face to face with it, with the act itself, she is disgusted and coils from it. And so that's the difference between Golden Girls and Sex in the City. And these characters, I mean, you, you think about it. You think about how they dealt with things... And the cheesecake, okay? The girls from Sex and the City, I don't think wanted to indulge on carbs. But Blanche, Sophia, Dorothy, and Rose, they love their cheesecake. And that, that's a monumental part of that show, is friends coming together. And they're a family also. That, that was the other aspect of it was, you can't choose your family but here are these women from different walks of life, okay? You've got Rosen Island from St. Olaf, Minnesota. You've got Dorothy and Sophia from Brooklyn, New York. And then you've got Blanche Devereaux from Atlanta, Georgia, okay? Or was it Savannah? I don't know. It was one of those Georgia towns. Um, and I love it. There's that one moment where... <laughs> Blanche says, I think we mature um, I think we mature quicker in the South. I think it's the heat. And Dorothy, I think it's the gin. <laughs> so that's where that show it never goes out of style. I've talked to people about that throughout the years. And when they say when you say Golden Girls, they groan and they roll their eyes and I'm like, what? And they're well, that's about old people, okay? Well, you're, you're about to get there. So, you know, I mean, everyone has their favorite episode of Golden Girls. I have so many ones. I mean, I loved it where I think Dorothy caught Sophia getting checks from the government. And she says, Ma, you have to give America's money back. And she ta- and they're talking. She says, remember what you said when you saw the Statue of Liberty? And she's like, yeah, I was amazed. I was amazed women in this country shave under their arms. (laughs) But that finale, that finale, the way that Dorothy kept coming back and then she finally leaves. So for seven years, those four actresses. And yes, unfortunately, you know, we know that B. Arthur didn't always like Betty White's style, which is fine, which is fine, which is fine. But they respected one another, okay? They respected one another. 
And they were able to put that aside and be professionals and, com- you know, compose this, this comedy. I mean, there was tragedy, there was comedy, there was darkness, there was romanticism, there was everything that you could want in Golden Girls, okay? From 1985 to 1992. And I remember when Golden Girls premiered, because I was probably about four, going on five. So that's always how I tell people. They're like, well, how old were you then? Well, if it was 1985, I wasn't yet five, so I was four, because I'm a December baby. So it isn't till December that I get it. Um, thankfully, I missed, I didn't get, you know, there's that. So I'm a, I'm a Gen X baby. So from 1965, I think, to 1980, some say 81. I don't know. So if you were born in 1981, I don't know. But I was born in 1980, so I'm a Gen Xer right there. So when someone says, oh, you're not a Gen Xer, I say, yeah, I am. And I always wait. I, I joke with people when they want to know how old I am. I said, well, I was about two days old when John Lennon was shot. So then they have to do the math. But I do remember the first time Golden Girls premiered. I remember watching it. As a little four-year-old, though, some of the humor, yeah, kind of slid over my head because it's adult humor. Some of it I got, but then some of it, as I got older, I thought, oh, that's what they're talking about. All right, all right. You know, yeah, because some of some of that, that's not, de- for uh, at that time in the 80s, it was not developmentally appropriate, but... You know, I, I think I, I kind of caught it on. You know, when you get to be probably about eight or nine, that's when you kind of catch on to it. It's like in the 80s, I remember people around me would watch soap operas. So someone said something once where they were saying, oh, they're in bed. And I said, well, yeah, I know they're not swimming. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's where you kind of, oh, okay. The, the images that you see on television and what it's depicting. But with Golden Girls, all I knew is that, you know, my grandparents, they like to have their fun. They would go, they would play cards, they would gamble, they'd drink, they'd have fun. And so to see the Golden Girls, it was like, okay, all right, these are not my grandparents. Uh, these are four ladies living in Florida, Miami. They are experiencing all these different things together. And they're having a ball and they're experiencing life together and loss and joy. And so that final episode, you know, Dorothy Mary, Dorothy Mary's Leslie Nielsen's character, Lucas, who is Blanche's uncle, I believe, or cousin, I think uncle. As a joke, they start to date, but then they end up falling in love. And there's a pivotal moment where Dorothy is in the the limo. She's all dressed up and everything. And who's driving the limo? Stan Spornak, her ex-husband. So that he that that solidified he would always be there, you know, that they were departing, but he would always be there. And um, but yeah, Leslie Nielsen held his own. I mean, that's a strong cast. And if you think of all the guest stars on Golden Girls, I mean, Debbie Reynolds was on Golden Girls. Bob Hope. Um, trying to think who else. Oh, Burt Reynolds. And, and so many of them are gone. Even Quentin Tarantino. There's an episode where 
Sophia's getting married to Mr. Weinstock. And I think uh, Rose messed up the guest list and invited all the Elvis impersonators. And one of them is Quentin Tarantino. If you check that out, that is Quentin Tarantino. So, yeah, a lot of people were on the Golden Girls. But the first and foremost, you got to give it to those four actresses. B. Arthur, Betty White, Ruma Callahan, and Estelle Getty. It was such a great show. It was one of those shows where I could relate to it because I remember my grandparents would talk about it and how funny it was. And I had seen it. So I, I understood what they were talking about, you know. And um, just for the different generations, I remember when I started college <laughs> 22 years ago and people were getting into the Golden Girls even then. So it it is a generational thing. It continues. It's like really good music. It never goes out of style. It's like the Stones and the Beatles and the Doors for me and the punk, the punk, you know, the Clash. The Golden Girls never go out. They, I shouldn't say never. They don't ever go out of style. It's just continuous. I'm sure there's di- there will soon be probably different arca- incarnations of the Golden Girls. But nobody can do what they did. Nobody. It was about the writers. It was about the right producers. It was about the right crew. Always, It's always about the crew. Because people think, oh, it's just about the actors and the writers and the directors. It's about the entire crew. And how they put that together. The editing. And the quick timing of the cast. And they, and they obviously rehearse. So that, that last episode, they rehearsed that pretty well, you can tell. And the audience was right there with them. And so I just wanted to, you know, I figured I should have done this in May. But it's better late than never to honor the 30th anniversary of the Golden Girls going off air. But then again, that was the, the, the last episode. They've never, they've never been off air Since 1985, 37 years ago, the Golden Girls have never been off air. They have been in syndication since the beginning. So wherever you are in the world, you could watch an episode of Golden Girls. You could stream an episode of Golden Girls. They even have the DVDs. And so I just wanted to do this because it's it's such an impactful show. People still groan at me. Oh, my God, he's going to watch it again. You know, and the kids in my family don't get it. That's fine. That's fine. When I was their age, though, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I didn't like kid shows. Because the way my brain kind of was, I was such a sponge. And I would watch adults very intently. Like, okay. So I would watch shows for grownups. I would, you know, if my parents were watching, like Dallas... Fal- I loved Falcon Crest because Alexis Carrington was such a bitch, but she was so great at it. Joan Collins. Joan Collins was just having fun with that. And so, yeah. Um, so I look at this gener- this current generation and they like their kids stuff. They like their Nickelodeon. When I was growing up, no. 
I was watching comedies. I was watching Roseanne when I shouldn't have been watching it. I was I, there were a couple times I tried to sneak watching Arsenio Hall, but I had always have the volume down really low. So yeah, the the, the Golden Girls are just timeless. I don't think I've ever met a person who didn't like the show. I've met so many people who either were getting into it or you say Golden Girls and that's like a like a code word for a special club. So as always, unpleasant dreams. Thank you for being a friend.